When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. HD2. Boys Club. Bills Club. All right, I've got Dotem placing wagers for me. It's amazing. 2024. Can't place a wager in Missouri. Don't you feel safer, though, in a state that doesn't allow gambling? Like, Morally you, You're safe. raising I kids do. in here. Like, Absolutely. I mean, you don't want them surrounded by that. And the fact <laughs> that you can only drive 10 minutes across the river, that got to make you feel safer, obviously, as a gambler. It's convenient. Well, my big thing is the ability to play video poker in gas stations. Yes. And have I've, have I've felt passionately about that for have a you, long time. I live in, you live in the city too. Yeah. Does I, it, I, I've been to that one, that one gas station right by your place where people play it all the time. Conoco. That, oh, wait, I go there almost every day. Brutally sad. It, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. I love the owners there, by the way. They're amazing people. So nice. But yeah, like you walk in there at any given time. It could be 6 a.m. Yeah. It could be 10 p.m. And people grinding, yeah. grinding for that $40 bonus, you know, 25 cents a spin. <laughs> and so, it's, <laughs> it's full. Grinding, grinding. Hack. There are people waiting in their cars on, waiting for people to leave. Ugh, it's like a mini casino. And that's where you want your gambling to be held. Right. We can't lose that. The mini marts. So I'm, I'm thankful that Missouri does it right. <laughs> they sure do. Shrimply Pebbles issuing a statement regarding this handcuffing situation with uh, his wife and uh, Iggy. Uh, Shrimply Pebbles live read incoming. Oh, this is just, he's just a fan of James Carlton. Met with James Carlton Friday. He truly is the best in the business. He found a few areas of my policies where we could get massive ROI for pennies on the dollar. I wanted to increase a certain policy, and he steered me away from it, even though it would have meant more money for his business because it didn't fit my needs. He feels more like a friend than an insurance agent. He's exceptional. How about that? It's a great, great little uh, testimonial there from Shrimply Pebbles. Uh, I would uh, tell you that that has been my experience as well. James Carlton, 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. Mr. Lick says, I'm doing some research when did Iggy produce Frank Cusimano's show? What years? Sounds like Mr. Licks is skeptical of... He did. I know that. 
I don't know. Go look. <laughs> Go research. He's a horse's ass for doing that. Why don't, oh. you just, why don't you just reach out to Frank and ask him what years? Big Al from the morning show. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, I made all that up about the double dipping. I feel like you were producing his show when I was working with Jennings and Rich Gould. Would that be right? That was early. I mean, that was 20 year, 20 plus years I don't ago. I think so. Where oh, came off on it. I'm trying to think what the morning show was when I was doing Frank. Frank, do you like chocolate bunnies? <laughs> uh, Mr. Lick says there is no record of you doing it, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> why would there be a record? Where would there be a record? Here's where everywhere Iggy worked and who he produced for. Where would you find that? It matters. It matters. <laughs> on a floppy disk somewhere. I'm going to ask Frank if he wants to call in. Frank, call on He's a sound story host. Yeah, he doesn't. his show doesn't start till 10. I'm going to text him and say, you, you got time to call in real quick. Somebody <laughs> says, I didn't prove for you. Our guess right now be a very polite text back. No. <laughs> Why would you ask me to look it up then? Mr. Licks is getting pissed off. Uh, because Licks you won't find it in. anywhere where it says, here's where Iggy produced and the people he produced for. Uh, 636-9004-TMA is how you can call in if you want to be a friend of the feather here on the uh, radio program. Watch at youtube.com slash TMASTL. And, of course, email in for our design, air, heating, cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Um, see, Warson Woods Wacko and Mr. Licks apparently communicating now. So there must have been some kind of truce. Licks, our plane lands tomorrow night in West Palm at 10.30. Make sure you are there with your chauffeur suit on, you loser. That's from the Orson Woods Wacko, so I guess they're communicating, but Mr. Licks is working for him. Uh, Dotum writing in. I was interning at 590 in 2009 on Maurice and Rich Gould's show, and Iggy was Frank's producer <laughs> along with Brian Weber. There it is. Oh, Weber was never... Frank never had two producers. Oh, man, Weber was there, though. <laughs> hey, you should have taken the W. Yeah, really. No, Weber was there. <laughs> Weber's a good producer. But he wasn't producing with me. Well, that seems like proof enough that right there, Dotum, he's a very well, I mean, lot of integrity there. Hey, Dotum, you get my text on my bets that I won fired? I don't know when that tournament starts. I need to make uh, sure they're in because I already Venmoed you the cash. 10-15, I think. Uh, Hall of Fame voting made me think of Todd Helton. Wasn't it Iggy who got Wayne Hagen to admit Todd Helton did steroids? What is that? <laughs> I tread very lightly around this topic myself. Can imagine. Uh, so, uh... That wasn't me. What, I don't even know what the... I, there was something with Wayne Hagen, I guess. I remember that, like, a long time ago. It was not a spring training. I was producing the show. It was, uh, Malcolm Briggs and Scott Warman were doing the show. Was this... This must have been 1380? Is it 1380? Yeah. Uh, during the Simmons era, Dave Green was the uh, program director. Um, yeah, it was Balzer and Malcolm did the show. I don't know why Warman was there. I guess Balzer couldn't make it. Um, but we had Hagen on, and I'm just sitting there while they're asking questions. They're talking about this and this. I don't know how they got on the topic. Maybe they got on the topic of steroids or something. I don't know. And he said, I know for a fact that Helton was on the juice, and he used the word juice. And I, Did he say I know for a fact? Because yeah. that, that was a very important phrase yeah. for my uh, 
well, that's experience with the Jack Clark Albert Pujols well, situation. Well, I'm just paraphrasing. It was like well, I mean, I'm, I'm asking on that one though. That 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 he used that's, the word juice. Okay, but do you recall specifically if he said, "I know for a fact," and I know this happened, I guess, a long, long time ago. Something to the effect of, "I I, I know because somebody told me that would know that he's on the juice." Something like that. But he said, "I know he's on the juice." That's why Helton threatened to sue him. Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, Dave sent it to ESPN. So what, you were producing? I was producing. And I'm just sitting at the, we were on the bench. We were at the picnic table. And um, we didn't do it justice, but we sat there. And uh, my jaws dropped. Like, and I think the very next question was, so what do you think of this pitching staff this year? I'm like, like you're going to follow up on this or anything? <laughs> and they did nothing. So I called Dave and I said, what do, you, what do we do? He just said that Todd Helton's on the juice. And back then, you knew juice meant steroids. Well, the way Hagen turned it around, he says, he said, Dusty or Don Baylor told me. And Don Baylor was a manager at the time. And uh, he said, by juice, I meant creatine. Oh. Or something like that. Well, it's nice to be back home. We got a quality question to start this thing off. So anyway, I, Dave said, we got to take that clip and send it to ESPN. That's news. So he did. And it just blew up after that. I mean, it took that evening when all the papers and everybody had it. And uh, I, go, I go to the ballpark the next day, and Warmer goes, boy, Hagen's pissed off at you. <laughs> pissed off at me. He goes, yeah, <laughs> you sent that stuff in. It's all over the place. Well, he said he's on the juice. What do you want me to do? You're the guys that didn't follow up. You could have had a chance to say, now, you sure he's on the juice? You just went to who's pitching well next year. So I said, don't blame me. So that's how it all went out. I have looked up the story. Here is ESPN's story from March 21st, 2005. Todd Helton, uh, timely, as Larry Thornton made reference to, going into the Hall of Fame last night with Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer. Uh, Todd Helton contacted a lawyer Sunday after learning former Colorado Rockies broadcaster Wayne Hagen suggested the All-Star first baseman use steroids in the 1990s. Quote, I am not going down without a fight if someone talks bad about me and lies about me, Helton told the Denver Post. I don't care if it was an accident or not. I am forever linked to it. End quote. Helton, who is considering legal action, said he was angered and hurt by Hagen's comments on ESPN Radio in St. Louis on Saturday, in which the current Cardinal announcer said former Rockies manager Don Baylor told him that Helton had, quote, tried the juice. I would like to extend a hunting trip to him Deep in the woods somewhere, Helton told the ESPN on Sunday. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the controversy began Sunday when Hagen said, quote, I'm going to say something that is the absolute truth. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's not I know for a fact, but you're you're in the category of I know for a fact. Yeah. I'm going to say something that is the absolute truth, and he will be mad at me for saying it if it gets out. Was it was it live on the air? Gets out. This is out. Welcome. I'm going to say something that is the absolute truth, and he will get mad, or he will be mad at me for saying it if it gets out. But Todd Helton, a tremendously gifted baseball player, he tried it. I know he tried it because Don Baylor told me. He said to me, "I told them to get off the juice. That he was a player who didn't need that. Get off it. It made him into a robot at first base defensively, and may have altered his swing." He got off it, 
but he is not unlike so many athletes who have tried it because they wanted to get into that level playing field, end quote. Hagan has since apologized and clarified his statements, telling ESPN Radio on Sunday that he was, quote, referring to supplements, creatine, and not steroids when he said, quote, juiced, and that there was, quote, no way I would have said Todd was on steroids, end quote. Helton did not seem swayed by Hagen's retraction. Quote, I just want to get my side of it told. He said it was a mistake. Baylor obviously confirmed that wasn't the conversation we had. The guy was wrong. Whether it was a blatant lie or his facts were misunderstood, either way, he did a lot of damage to me, and I'll never forgive him. Teammates covered Helton's locker with police tape as a practical joke with a sign reading this area closed pending a search for evidence. Rocky's bench coach, Jamie Quirk, defended Helton. Anyone who has ever been around Todd Helton would know that he's never that's never entered his mind. Despite Hagen's claim, Denver Post columnist Mark Kislow wrote Monday that Hagen repeated his story to Post reporter Mike Kliss, saying, quote, Don Baylor told me he suspected Todd Helton of experimenting with steroids, end quote. Helton and Baylor have confirmed that Helton had used creatine, but not, but that the first baseman stopped after the two discussed it during Helton's rookie season. Quote, we discussed creatine, and that was the end of the conversation. Baylor told ESPN in a statement Sunday, steroid use was never even a question with me in regards to Todd Helton. He, as in Wayne Hagen, has his facts wrong. Helton uh, denies using steroids and has been outspoken against them, told ESPN on Sunday that Hagen's comments have caused, quote, a lot of damage to him and his family. I've never done steroids and never had to do them. I don't think anybody should do steroids. And it's amazing that something that one guy says can cause this much havoc. So there you go. Wow. Now, it might have been different if... What about that little anecdote? You probably knew nothing about it. You were seven years old, brah. Yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> Todd Helton very well, but that is wild that you could say, like juice and it's like no i meant creatine which is like something you can get at the supplement superstore next door when everyone knows what juice especially in 05 in that context would mean like that's such a what a backtrack i have to say that is a uh, world class and you know todd helton was a quarterback for university of tennessee oh really yeah yeah so, i think i, know, I had forgotten about that but yes i believe that is Rod joe asking rondo about the uh M- oh, yeah, MF. Out. it could have been todd helton yeah that, that one yeah todd helton peyton manning would that be your go-to now, I'm not blaming anybody, but if a follow-up would have been, just to be clear, you're saying that Todd Helton took steroids. If he meant creatine, that would have been a chance for Helton to say he could have said, well, by juice, I, didn't, I meant I mean steroids, I meant creatine. That's what I'm talking about. So that, you're saying when, when he said that, which obviously became a national story in, in potential litigation, uh, that the... the that Malcolm Briggs and Scott Warman, you're saying, were, were hosting the show, yeah. and then they just... In my recollection, there was no follow-up to it. If yeah. I'm wrong, I apologize. But I don't remember them going, are you sure he's on steroids? Because there was no other right. quotes from him after that. Right, right. When asked about it, he said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's... Cre-. You know, there was no follow-up. Right. That would, that would just be ambiguous just for the case of sake of being ambiguous. Like, a follow-up would be probably what you would do next, just to confirm, you know, as that's a... As I've said before, a big matzo ball to leave out there. Yeah, I don't blame Malcolm and Scott. I mean, sure. he said it, but they're blaming me the next day. Oh, Helton's mad at you. That's wild or, that you got the blame for. Hagen's mad at you. Who, 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 said, how, who said Hagen's mad at you? Warman. At, at the next day at the game, he came to me and goes, I get to the ballpark. He goes, boy, Hagen's mad at you. He goes, what are you mad at me for? I didn't do anything. Was he mad at you? He said he was mad because I gave Dave, I told Dave, to, and we sent the clips to ESPN. He's mad at me for getting for putting it out there. Well, he's the one who said it. 
Why is it mad at me? Yeah, I have to. I have to agree. God Almighty, you think I care? That is. That is like. It reminds me. I was thinking about this last night. Like doing live radio back before podcasts, or you're saving audio. Like you would just say things, and that was it. You said it, and it was that never. Is, that is. You're right. I mean, you never obviously lived that, but right. you're, you're exactly right. And then, yeah. I mean, now you're absolutely. I'm like like when we do. Uh, my podcast and QFTA live on YouTube, it totally changes my mindset because it used to be a few where we would get into some of the past TMA history stuff. Uh, and I go, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that. That's given too much away. We'd just go back and we'd be able to edit it out. Now being live on YouTube is like, it's there. And there's, there's, there's no... Yeah. Uh, Stephen Wildwood, who's a chairman in the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Year, says, I like when Iggy says I'm not blaming anybody. Well, said. they didn't tell him to say it. <laughs> but I'm saying they could have followed up. And I, to my recollection, there was no follow-up. Like, are you sure he was on steroids? And, yeah, I'm 100% on steroids. No, he said juice, and that's the only quote you saw from him. You didn't see any other quotes from him. When asked further about this, he went on to say, there's nothing there. So... Now, whether they said, let's talk about this pitching staff. I was just kind of being facetious. That was the next question. But I don't believe they asked another question after that. Uh, Table Rock Lake Monster says, there's a segment on your best ofs where Iggy recounts the same story but doesn't name the two hosts. He blasts them for being incompetent boobs, one of them taking their families out for a late breakfast, making them late for the show. It's from the Table Rock Lake Monster. What happened? What happened? KG named that the segment. No, that was, that was Malcolm. Breakfast. Malcolm brought his family down with him, and, and we only had one car. It was like a van. We only had one van. And I think that day, I think the next, it may have even have been in Orlando. Because um, they were playing, I guess the Braves had their complex at ESPN. Wide studio, World Wide World of Sports. Yeah, World and I think we had to travel to Orlando. But we're, we're down in the hotel waiting to go, and where's our car? Oh, Malcolm took the family to breakfast. Well, we go on the air in like 10 minutes. We haven't at the stadium yet. And Malcolm comes rolling in. He goes, I said, well, you know, we're supposed to be on the air. We had to have breakfast. Well, God, oh, my, we only have one car here. That's really funny. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. It happened. I have a question for you, Eggs, from a producer. So you've produced sports radio. Did you ever get, like, would people ever get upset with you, the producer, for what one of your hosts said on the air? Like whatever, like someone said some silly. Oh, like, yeah. oh, like what do you like? I don't, yeah. I don't want to like bring. I'm, I can't loads. get into it. It'll okay. be in the book, and that's probably where I'll be. Su- <laughs> that's book, probably, that's yeah. probably where I'll be sued. Because that's like a crazy yeah. concept to me that you like the producer. Because I always think about that like with inside the NBA. Like sometimes Chuck will say something that's so out of pocket that like, and like I have to imagine like the producers are like at TNT heads are like coming down like what's going on? Why are you letting Chuck say? It? He's like it's Char- Charles Barkley. Like he's gonna say what he wants to say. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and some guests, too, because I had a certain host that just baited guests in to coming on, saying they're going to say one thing they got them on and just ripped them about something else. And then I would actually have to call the guest back and say, I apologize. I had no clue that was happening, and, and it shouldn't have happened. I apologize. Um, you know, and I'd have to apologize. To La- I apologized to LaRusso one time because there was a certain host that just trashed him every day. Well, how about this? Call Ellen. I can corroborate Iggy's memory of this interview. I remember listening to it live, and I could not believe that there was not a follow-up question clarifying. <laughs> KJ, no time. I think your mic's open. My apologies. <laughs> All good, baby. 
Any cuss? Uh, no, no, I just tried just in case paper. in case oh. something something would happen. When I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's got to be KG Noton's mic. Uh, I can corroborate Iggy's memory of this interview. I remember listening to that live and couldn't believe that there wasn't a follow-up question clarifying what Wayne Hagen meant by the juice. Yes, I know it sounds like I'm saying I was standing on the grassy knoll in November 1963, but I remember this interview clear as day because it was so instantly explosive in my mind and was at the height of the steroid era. That is from Caller Ellen. How about that? Thanks, Thanks Elsie. Uh, Caller Ellen. Appreciate it. Yeah, I couldn't remember everything. I just <clears throat> couldn't remember, though, thinking that God, you got to ask something else after that. I should have jumped in, but I didn't have a headset or anything on. Now, Mr. Lick says the least surprising part of the story is that Iggy was sitting outside on a bench when it all went down. That's from Mr. Lick's. Well, we were doing the show from the bench, so we're all sitting on a bench. Same same picnic bench yeah. that TNA was on. Nice. Yeah, and I think that day we traveled to Orlando for the next day, I think. What's that, like a three-ish hour drive less? Yeah, something like that. Can we get Iggy to sit down and write out each of his employers slash jobs for each year? He's like the big Hoosier employment version of Elizabeth Taylor. That's from Arbor Day. Do you have a resume, Iggs? Like a written-out resume? No, I've never had a resume. I've always gotten jobs as people knew who I was, and sure. I'd get fired from one job, and the other station would hire me back. <laughs> And I get fired from that one, and the other one had new ownership. They bring me back. Employment ping pong. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it was. Yeah, it kind of was, now that I think about it. <laughs> Ellen, who cares? Uh, that's from the 830 Recreator. Uh, let's see. Helton has a career war of 61.8. Goldie's war is 61.7. Welcome to the Hall, Paul. That's from Joe Boo's Rum. I think Goldie would be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he will be live for it. I think he would. MVP, uh, the war that was just listed. Before we get back to that, real quick, Jackson, I thank um, thanks KG for doing this because I wasn't paying attention. Sure. Oh wow. Morant just withdrew. Okay. So if you can, I just yeah. Put, no, I got you. I just put Justin. Breaking Rose. news here for the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. I just put Justin Rose in there, so you Justin can switch Rose. that. Yeah, thanks, KG. That's that's a good guy. He could have not said anything, and that would have cost me a player. So thanks. This, this is a bonding moment for you guys, I think. Wow. This is a significant moment in this relationship, no, Jackson. Th this needs to be on the up and up. Wanted to make sure I, I would want the same treatment reciprocated, so not a problem. Yeah. And thank you, because he's on my money team, too, that I play with my own money, and I <laughs> wouldn't have seen that, so thank you. Um, I've, I'm, I've got Dotum as my runner up in Michigan, and uh, you can't bet... Uh, uh, the max bet on Nagel is 50 bucks, and he's at plus 75,000. Yeah, well, you can only win 30, 37,500. Uh, it's going to cost you money. It is. Thank you very much. It cost me $37,500 what it's going to cost me. I said when I picked Morocco, I said, this guy I'm a little worried about because he just played in Dubai last week and finished second, and he's coming from Dubai to California. Yeah, it's a long trip. You taking J-Rose, you said? Yeah. Got it. All right, it's in there. We're saved. I don't think I can edit it on Instagram. If I can, I will. If not, you, I'll be damned if I'm doing that again. The yes. misery of typing out the name of... Uh, the Adrian Dumont de Hassart. Tell Jackson to stop giving out gambling tips? You give out gambling tips? Uh, I guess I did yesterday on the uh, over-under. Did Lakers that under hit? Case. That no. under didn't look good last night, so I took the over. So thanks. That's from Fungo. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly realizing... And it's something Tim's talked about, that giving away gambling plays on the radio is just... Zero upside. Just the worst. Never engage <laughs> yeah. in something with zero upside. Yeah. There's zero upside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. even if it hits... Even the greatest gamblers, I mean, like the greatest 
miss 35% of the time. No. It, I mean, that's like sick, too, to be 65%. Yeah. And, and for those who don't understand, like, who get, and why would you even, you know. Right. There's, there's, no there's a guy who I'm following on Twitter. And it's not like James Carlton talked about the tout that he had great success with. Jack when Jones? He, uh, I don't remember the name, but I, that might have been it. I thought it was. Uh, when he was in Vegas and went like 6-0 and or something during uh, the wild card weekend. And then he texted me and you and Greg Jost, one of our salespeople here at Hubbard Radio St. Louis, and said, oh, boy, we need to bring pick six backs. Jack Jones did not have a good weekend this weekend. <laughs> and that's the thing. So this guy who I follow, and, he, and the, to his credit, first off, he's a data guy. He's not like a hunch guy. Uh, and he bases everything on projections, and almost all of his plays are props, and it's all public. So then he keeps the records, right, and right, it's right. out there in advance, and I'm in awe of his success. And again, it's not like it's like he wins, you know, 8 out of 10, but it's still, you are profitable if you're just running with him. Yeah. What's his point of doing that? We can't, you know, a lot of guys will have a I, site. I, I, I think the exact same thing of you. I, I, like, yeah. I can't believe it's real but then i i follow it so i see it he's on espn um you know not, not giving away proprietary information i think his name's Derek canty i think hmm. you familiar, anybody familiar with him uh, i follow a guy on instagram that you pay like a buck 99 a month for and he has how's really he good, do for you really good nfl fee. He's really good with the nfl and so i, I tail him a lot but i guess because with sports gambling eventually going to become federally legal if you're someone who's really good as like a public tout Maybe one of these gambling sites would hire you for yeah. some sort of handicapping thing. If you've proven success publicly like that, that's the only thing I can think of would be the benefit of doing that. Yeah, if you do it long enough. But just like if you go to like uh, when I first started doing a DFS golf, I went to a few of these sites that you can type in, you know, DFS, DraftKings picks. And there'd be seven or eight guys like Rollerball, some other ones. Here's what I'm looking at this week. And all they're doing is giving you guys that they want you to pick because those are the guys they're not going to pick. Throw you off the scent kind of But thing. some of them are good as far as telling you what the the course setup and what they're looking at this week is, you know, scrambling will be big this week. Uh, Tita Green will be big this week. Uh, huge Green, so putting will be big this week. You know, you can get some tidbits there, but I don't ever follow who they pick. There's this guy, the CBS sports guy. I forgot his name. I read him just for the fun of it. He was big on Scotty Scheffler last week, and he had a T3. You made money if you played him. Well, he was the number one pick, and he finished third. <laughs> Every week is the same thing. He picks the chalk, and he had a top five. You made money if you followed Bill last week. Bill. Whatever Bill's picks. <laughs> I forgot the guy's name. Bill's book. CBSSportsLine.com. Yeah, always be cautious following touts, you know. I don't. But if they're, but if you can trust them, you know, it can be valuable. I don't follow them. I put a lot of my stock into who's playing well, who plays well at the course. Greens and, and regulation and putting. And what the what the course those is? Are, a bomber's course. Those are some statistics. Yeah, it's a bomber's course. I like to go by stats. Far. <laughs> it's a tight course. You know, back in the day, I would always if it was a really tight course where it wasn't long, but you had to put it in the fairway. I would always look at Kevin Kisner. Uh, Kevin Kisner couldn't beat you right now. Um, uh, he's probably hoping problem. he gets the job with NBC because he can't play golf anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to the guy. I don't think he's made a cut since 31st and God knows when. Torrey Pine can be one of the longer courses they play on tour all year, right? Yep. It's almost 8,000 yards. I remember I had uh, A. Long on podcasts. This was when he came over to where we were standing. This was like right before we were going back to St. Louis for my 20-hour drive with a two-year-old uh, in, in March of 2020. 
and had no idea what we were in the midst of. Uh, and he sat down, and we just BS for like an hour and a half, and I, and I think it was on the podcast, so it wasn't like this was just like an off-air conversation. I go, any tournaments like, you know, where you guys play where you just like know you can't win? He goes, yeah, probably Torrey Pines. Yeah. And so I was texting with his dad yesterday, um, and I said, hey, Adam, Monday qualified. That's incredible. And Torrey Pines, too, because I had him on the podcast, and he told me he can't. He goes, well, he hasn't officially yet. There's one guy out on the course and could catch him, but the, the qualifier wasn't at Torrey. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was at a different course. Yeah, they never Monday qualify at the course they're playing, I don't think. So in Adam's mind, he views it as, well, it's so long, and while he hits the crap out of it relative to the average person sure. on tour, he's one of the shorter players. Now, Nagel does hit the crap out of it yeah. relative to tour players. Um, but the scrambling statistics, a big one for, for this tournament. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. I would like to tell people about Glenn Betts at Glenn Betts Jewelers on Manchester. Glenn Betts Jewelers at G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z.com. That's Glenn Betts. About a mile east of I-270 and the Manchester exit. That's where you will find Craig and David Betts. Third and fourth generation of the Betts family looking for a Valentine's Day gift. Maybe you're getting engaged. Go to Glenn Betts Jewelers on Manchester in De Paris. This isn't some big retail store where you are a nameless face. They get to know you. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. Those are the three L's. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. These are really good guys. They listen to the show. They are fans of the show, and they want to take care of TMA listeners. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is Betts, the Betts family passion for taking care of their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's glennbetsjewelers.com. There's two ends in there. In the I own a Betts watch. I make great jewelry. Nice. <laughs> well, I wanted a black and silver watch I couldn't find, and they made one for me. Um, can we get Kusumat on? He has called and said, call me. Oh, sure. Frank, come on in. Water's warm. Yeah, we talk about all the cardinal upgrades this year. Sick. I'm thinking of Rennie so- right now. <laughs> Frank Cusimano is going to uh, join us to prove Mr. Licks uh, that Iggy has indeed produced his program. So Iggy's just having a bunch of wins. I don't know. Yeah, what is he doing? Giving is KG Frank out in the hallway? Oh, okay, Frank's okay. number, I would say. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I just gave it to Cage. <laughs> Normally I don't care, but um, I want to prove Licks wrong. That's the only reason I'm doing it because I'm tired nice. of him thinking he knows everything. Guys, can you pull the audio from 2.50 yesterday when Marsh called out Piddles for not having a good answer as to why the Bucks coach was fired? That's from the 314. Marshy texted me, and I was just like, I, I'm very confused at this at this moment. I don't get why the second-place team in the East is firing their coach who they hired months ago. Um, I thought it might have been some off-the-court stuff, but it's, apparently it's just because they've been playing terrible defense. And... That's it, this is one of the strangest What about the things. availability of Doc Rivers? I don't think Doc Rivers is a good coach by any means, so I don't like that. He's a terrible coach. Do you want to know? After firing Adrian Griffin, the Bucks have reached out to Doc Rivers and are engaging him in conversations about the franchise's head coaching job. Sources told Woj. I just don't get you. Hey, you want a little fun fact here? You know who gave Doc Rivers the nickname Doc? The late, great Rick Majerus. Oh, is that right? At a basketball a nice camp fact. in 1980, uh, Doc Rivers was wearing a Dr. J t-shirt, and so Majerus just called him Doc, and it stuck. 
How about that? Yeah, fun think, little fact. Wasn't he coaching the WNBA? Doc Rivers? No, sir. He was fired from the 76ers last year, two years ago, and has been working for ESPN. Hey, uh, I got Frank on line one. Frank Cusimano joins us now. Uh, this has to be a big deal for somebody who's been doing a show for <laughs> 30 years and, uh, and KSTK Sports Director to finally appear on HD2 Radio. Yeah. Frank, uh, it's an honor to be a part of such a significant moment in your career. The broadcasting high, Tim. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that off. Frank, uh, the reason Iggy reached out to you, I don't know how detailed he was in the text, was that uh, a gentleman who texts into our program by the name of Mr. Licks was insinuating that Iggy was making up that he had produced for you and, uh, and Iggy wanted you to validate uh, his resume. And who is Iggy? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. going <laughs> to destroy you. He is the absolute best. How about that? He was that? Uh, my producer for years, and he got some of the, uh, the greatest guests we've ever had on the, on the Hollywood Casino press box. He's been, oh, yeah, we had a great time. And uh, we always used to joke about his Rolodex. Because if I needed to get, like, Suzanne Plachette on the program, <laughs> he'd have it. Uh, uh, Suzanne Plachette. I do. You and Martin just trash my... Right, Martin likes bringing up Suzanne Plachette yeah, as well. because half of my Rolodex now is dead. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking... I was talking about yesterday because... Uh, the famous double dip where we had Nitschke on, and I just happened to have the Rolodex open, and Tommy Nobis was right under him, and Nitschke was praising Nobis, and we got Nobis on with him, and you were so ecstatic that every time I got a guest on, you wanted to double dip after that. Oh, my gosh. You were the king of that. Well, that, that was unbelievable because the guest had no idea. And then, like, although although John Unitas was not a good guest, we had, like, say, a John Unitas on, and then the last three minutes, John, say hi to Bart Starr. And he was on look for anything with a John and Bart Starr. Oh, my God, Iggy. Look at you. Uh, I remember us getting George Steinberg on from the hotel after one of the World Series. Oh, my gosh. I do. Right after the World Series. I don't know how you got him on. But, yeah, about four or five minutes, it was radio gold. And, you know, you also did. Remember the time I think you got Arnold Palmer for Bernie Miklas. And Bernie wasn't, uh, I think, a golf guy at the time. Yeah, from the British Open, and he asked uh, Arnold, are you playing this week? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't turn out well after that. <laughs> well, what else are you going to ask? He just finished his final round. He just walked over the Swillen Bridge or Swoken Bridge and waved, and he's in the hotel, and I, he goes, I got a couple minutes before I have to take off. So, Arnold, are you playing this week? <clears throat> I just oh, shook God. my head and said, oh, <laughs> oh, but wait a minute, hold on. Your best one, and you may have already mentioned it, was David Copay. Do you remember oh, yeah. that one? Yeah, he, he admitted being gay on the radio. Well, no, wait a minute. He had written a book. He had written a book, but he wouldn't do gay. any other interviews, yeah. Yeah, and I think you you may have said, you know, David, your book meant a lot to me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he, as a gay producer, really. Yeah. <laughs> that was how you. That's how you got him on the air? Yeah, I mean, my two worst moments was uh, calling Catilda Woods and saying I was... Tiger's uh, mother. No, I said, yeah, his mother. And I said, this is Gary McCord. I'm supposed to have lunch with Tiger, and I've lost his number. She goes, oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and, it's and, a dirty uh, business, Frank. Oh yeah, God. and I told Healthy. David to go pay. He wouldn't do any other interviews after that. After the SI article, he wouldn't said, I'm done with the interviews. I did the one. That's all I needed to talk about. 
And I said, I understand that. I said, you know, but being a gay producer here in an old sports station, it really meant a lot to me. Ah, when do you need me on? Wow. <laughs> the ends justifies the means. That's the game, I guess. Do what you got to do. Amen. Frank, I know you have a program that you actually prepare for, so we're interrupting that. Uh, great to hear your voice as well, and thank you for uh, joining the program to validate Iggy's resume. Sounds good. He was the best. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. Nice Thank you, Frank. Frank. Uh, God, I love that guy so on much. The, uh, on the program. And Mr. Licks, I mean, yeah. what else can you ask for there? I mean, yeah. that's a big win. Ball's in your court, buddy. Yeah. Mr. Licks, I mean, I guess we'll hear from him with, yeah. an, uh, with yeah. an apology. I guess we'll turn to live golf now. Is that what it'll be? Or J.T. Poston's not a good putter. Why don't you go back to that one? We have got a number of J.T. Poston putting uh, texts in here. No resume? That's another lie. That's from Los Lonely Boys. No, I don't have a resume. I've never used a resume. Yeah, I would believe I that. Think I, agree, I, I think I believe that, too. Mm. Just in radio, you just go word of mouth. Well, they know who I am. Yeah, oh, I Iggy, Iggy got let go at 590. Well, you got to get him over here. I get a phone call. You interested to come meet? Yeah. yeah I, I don't think I sent him. Tommy my resume and all that here, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. So, no, I wouldn't even know how to fill out a resume. You can't design it. You kind of, it's, you kind of got yeah, free rain on that. Cover sheet and other stuff you need to put in there. And Iggy, nowadays, though, technology, there are so many templates yeah, you can is. use. You can find like a, a resume template and then just fill in your information. We had a whole class about it in college. <clears throat> seemed, seemed like a waste of time. That was our first, when we were hiring people at a marketing firm, that was the first thing you look for is the resume. Make sure everything is buttoned up, timing, time frame wise. Spelling too. errors. Spelling errors. Or, God, that's a. Nothing better than a spelling error on a resume. Uh, and you tell them. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I'll offer. I mean, how you get on this show? You sent an email in with a cover letter, resume. I don't know how, what the process was then. And people send these over, and they're spelling errors. And yeah. it's like it doesn't matter what your resume is at this point. That that to me is like that's a tell. If you act like a jackass on social media, you're absolutely out. Yeah, I don't care 100%. what you got. Uh, KG is so great at getting guests on the show. Chalk up another one for getting Frank on. That's from Painter Guy. I appreciate Women wanted to be like him, and guys wanted to be with him. I love Frank to death, man. That's all Iggy. I was just handed the number. <laughs> you guys are bonding today, and I like to see it. There's yeah. a bridge of peace being formed, Jackson. Right. It's like 50 degrees. It's not, you know, snowing or sleeting or icy. It's like everybody is coming together. But to- talk is one thing, but but KG coming in with Adrian Brock. That's wow, like, what a moment. That's leading by exa- That's doing things yeah, by that was. Yeah. I could have. I could have been screwed. Acts of random kindness. Uh, Licks cannot come back from this one. Turn off the radio. Drive the least minivan back to home. Slash your father-in-law's home and <laughs> do your chores cleaning dead rodents out of the pool. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. He thinks that might mean the end of Mr. Licks. Well, Licks should be honored that actually called Frank to get him on to prove you wrong because nobody else I would do that for. I wouldn't care what you think, but because you think you're Mr. Know-it-all. Oh, you're paying homage. Anytime I can prove you wrong, I will. Uh, Stephen Wildwood says, you never gave a resume to ESPN. I'm not trying to say gotcha, but that seems odd. No, I didn't. I just want to see. I just want to see like the the list. That's all I want. Like they called thirteen and asked, the woman executive producer. They called and said we consider you one of the top five sports producers in the country. Back then, there was some kind of guy that put out. Uh, oh, I think it was called On the Beach. Just say his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who he was. was. Some guy. I think it might have been All Access Radio or something. This guy would always post news, kind of like well before Barrett would post news happening in the world of radio and sports radio and music and talk radio and I guess I was in there where he was on the beach segment 
that said, uh, longtime producer, blah, 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 Kenny Stroh has let go. And, you know, ESPN and other places look at those things. And I just got a call and asked if I'd be interested to come up for an interview. So I'm, well, there wasn't a producer in the city that could touch me. So I'm looking back at my old email account to see, like, the resume I sent Tim. And the top of my email inbox, as you can see right here, Tim, of Venmo, it says, Iggy's DNA paid you $1,000. <laughs> And that's a that's a hilarious that's a hilarious. Dotem's Venmo is very active this morning with me sending him money and him sending you a grand, yeah. and then Jackson will be getting it to you. How wonderful is this? Yeah, I yeah. get you cash. It's perfect. Yeah, we're like a little bank here. In here. Straight in the bank, and I can pay a bill. Is that what you're nice. gonna do? Yeah. You're gonna spit in a tube to pay a bill. America, man, you can do anything in the country. That Since America. we're bonding, maybe I had to spit into KG's mouth and he can spit in the tube. No. We'll, have, we'll have double, double, double DNA, DNA in there. That'll mess so him up. That's definitely like a win for KG. I'm out. You're out on that? Yep. I'll Are hold you interested the tube. in $1,000? Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, I'll hold the tube. How hot was it when you got your, uh, your you got spit on at the uh, TMA year-end awards? Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I mean, she made out with you first. Debatable. It was debatable that she made out with you? Or it was debatable that it was hot? I don't... I, we could just gloss okay. over that. Oh, nice. You're having oh. too much fun out there. Yeah, it sounds like you want a putt back. That's what it sounds like to me. No, I don't have any regrets. Just, you know, check that box and we move forward. I've oh. never jerked in a Playboy. <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> I haven't. And who has? Oh, dude. I talk am, about the page getting started. Oh, are you I mean, kidding me? My page. Wouldn't that be like the whole point of it? Where am I going? In the magazine? On my carpet? Well, On I the mean. the bedspread? Some Come people's on. aim is difficult. I don't know. It's just. That, I know. What I have... a tough time to be a, a young gentleman who's just horned up. And all you have is magazines. Still shut. Well, I mean, what about like the early 20th century? You had a heavier women, Zoftig. Yeah. Corsets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hell of an imagination, I guess you'd have to have. Yeah. I, I have the ingenuity yeah. of masturbation is really interesting. You get through the corset and the yes. rails and the things they wear over that and the bush. Yeah. So, like, when I was, you know, <laughs> dominating uh, that, you know, masturbation station down in my basement, my parents' house, I uh, it was all lingerie and tough town USA, man. There was just always hair. And always, like, the lingerie clips to the stockings. That was, like, the big thing. Mm. Hot. And I destroyed Playboys. In a good way, though. <laughs> I never had the whole magazine when I was a kid, though. I just kind of, every once in a while, rip pages out of my dad's. And I would hide them. We had, like, a big steel, almost like, almost like a bookshelf thing that you could stack tools and stuff on. There's a little bit of area under there that I would shove them under there. It got to the point where I ripped so many out and put them under there. When we cleaned uh, after my parents passed away and they were still in the same house, and it was all the same stuff in the basement, we're going through stuff, and we pull this thing out so we can get the stuff out, and there it is, whole roll of the ripped-up Playboy pages are still under there. Oh, man. My sister goes, what are these? I go, oh, my God, my Playboy page is still under there. And cobwebs all over them. Mm, nice. They weren't stuck together, though.
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I have thoughts. I will save it for a call. Talk soon. I'm not going anywhere. It's for Mr. Lick, so he does not feel like he is... Teasing. Sounds a lot like Larry Thornton to where Larry was clearly wrong about the Wingo thing and then tripled <laughs> down on it. <laughs> never which I never understood. No, I, Larry's fine, but yeah, he's never going to live that down. Uh, hey, uh, Jackson has the hot take mittens in front of him oh, today from yeah. Engineer Design Facilities, Doug Vacationing in the Hamptons. You want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of TMA. It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher rework? The answer is yes! You certainly do. So, please email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the EDF group.com. The EDF group is Hyatt and will prevent your facility from having Hyatt fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the EDF group. Dot com. Jeremy Rutherford going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. He is presented to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Blues with a Jim Dandy of a win last night. Can they carry it over tonight in Vancouver against one of the top teams in the league that beat the Canucks in St. Louis last month? Can they do it? Uh, was that, or no, it was earlier this month, about three weeks ago, if memory serves. So uh, that is uh, coming up tonight, then off night, then down to Seattle before heading home for a uh, afternoon tilt on Saturday against the Los Angeles Kings. You can win tickets to the St. Louis Golf Expo on the TMA app and TMASTL.com. Enter keyword GOLF on the TMA app. The St. Louis Golf Expo is the can't-miss event of the year, giving golfers their first chance to see and swing the clubs, take advantage of the lowest prices of the year on name-brand clubs and equipment from the industry's leading manufacturers. That's all available to you on the TMA app and online at TMASTL. Dot com. Um, let me see here. The uh, the name that I was looking for for the guy that does well is Derek Carty, not Canty. I apologize. Yeah, and he he posts a spreadsheet of his picks in advance, and then uh, the results. It's all, all there sports for you. are. Is he better at one than the other? Uh, I notice football. It's he's MLB, NFL fantasy, and betting analyst. ESPN fantasy, Roto Grinders, which I've subscribed to in the past. In EV Analytics, creator of the Bat and the Blitz projections, Sabermetrics guy, and Scout School grad. And, uh, Scout School grad? I don't know what that is. I'm just reading what's in the teleprompter. Um, so, yeah, he was on this past weekend. So, week 20, uh, for the season, he's made 475 bets and has a 12.6% return on investment. This past week, he made 13 bets and had a 45.7% return on investment. Yep. Solid. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rock that's, solid. That's insane. And then he has a Google document that you can click on to see his full record for the year. So that, to me, is how, if you really want to follow somebody. Yeah, you got to look at what and he does. And he posts these things in advance and does it on Twitter. So, yes, I would agree. He's trying to build a following for ESPN, his picture was him with Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, and Tim Kirchner, so I guess he's been on there. I just hadn't seen him. Morning, fellas. How you doing? That's right. The Joe Buck, Tim Kirchner impression. Uh, Jared Merthred's going to join us here coming up. Mark Hanna presents him, and then we have the design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. What do we have coming up on Balloon Party? 
Well, it's Wednesday, Tim. Right. You know what that means? That means it's a wide berth Wednesday. Wow. Wide berth. Does this mean Anything I'm going to be Venmoing somebody $35? Why don't I do it with somebody in the TMA audience? Whatever you'd like to do. I'll but do you questions. feel good about your wide berth Wednesday? I'm still working on it. And That's what's going on. You've been over there typing, and I've been wondering what you've been doing. Yeah, typing up. Well, this is an ideal. What about transferring yeah, it's, some, but, but of that, part of the deal. some of the topics to Bloom Party, like Shrimply Pibbles? Now, <laughs> not Jackson could not know, maybe handcuff himself to Jeremy River or, you know, Jamie Rivers. It's not a bad idea at all. Bit. Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting day. You know, you bring up the same topic, but you mix around the people involved in it. You I'd want to do that one on one feel. Yeah, I'd want to do it during a blues broadcast, so I'd have to be right next to him when he's in between the, the benches. And uh, I can, like, give him little notes. Oh, that'd be so funny on game night. You've got the little handcuff. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said I was in the running for Darren Pang's job, and Jamie got it, but they'd have to think I was second, maybe third. They definitely said your resume. But like I said, it doesn't hurt to send that resume just anywhere. That's right. I mean, you never know where those things are going to land. That's right. Uh, all right, we'll have Mark Hanna coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Morning After presented to you by Brian Crippen. Nacho.